Well, hello, everybody. It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 74, for November 12th, 2019. I'm Steve Witchell in Chile, New Orleans. This is Tony Biner coming to you live from <laughs> Chile. Chile, New Orleans. Dude, it's like it's almost single digits tonight. Yeah. Well, it's in, in the 30s here, which is cold for, for New Orleans. Especially since it was friggin' in the seven, upper 70s yesterday. Like so be, it's 30 by you right now? It's in the 30s. It's, it's in the upper 30s right now, I would say. It's okay. cold. Yeah. It's it's yeah, getting it's down. by me. Yeah, it's going to get down to low 30s tonight. It's uh, the, like every other day I've been turning on the heat, and then the, the next day I'd turn on the air conditioning, and then the heat, and then the air conditioning. It's crazy. Crazy, I tell you. Uh, all right. Yeah, it's in the thir- it's like barely breaking into 30 tomorrow. It's 20s all day tomorrow up here. Nice. You getting any snow? Are you getting any uh, snow? Uh, no, I'm looking at the... Uh, we were okay. supposed to get snow. However, uh, it worked yeah. out that we are not getting snow. Oh. That sucks. Looks like it's blowing past us. <laughs> we might get some flurries tonight. And this yeah, has been your... to be like an inch. <laughs> and this has been your Caravan Central weather update. For, weather update. Keep no the sled control. at the ready. Yes. So I'm watching this. We were just... We get a... a Tony and I uh, hook up a couple minutes before we go live, and I like to keep it kind of uh, organic here to have this conversation. But I'm watching this. This is crazy, dude. I, the last few days I've been sharing um, memes on uh, the Coverman Central page and the group, and I've created a bunch of my own that were Smudge the Cat. Do you know who Smudge the Cat is? Probably not, since you're not an email or internet guy. But this meme has been going around. I might have talked about it last week a little too. But sponge the cat, smudge, like oh, smudge. Yeah, is that like smear the dog? Yes, kind of. Um, I, I might have talked about it last week, but it's worth repeating because it's it's like this this meme is just everywhere, and it's two images. The image on the left is a woman pointing and shouting, and um, the the. And then there's another woman standing beside her. And that is an image from the show Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And to the right of it is a cat sitting at a table, uh, sitting in a chair at a dining table with its head just above the table. And there's a plate of salad in front of him. And and he has this, you know, squinty eyes. And he's, you know, and people have been creating memes with this. And, and I created a bunch of them. And they're getting shared like crazy. Um, and the ones I did are all sort of you know music based or band based and i i view this cat as a little like wise ass um and they're they've been doing really well and getting shared a lot so i i keep track of traffic on the website and i do it by using google analytics to see you know who's who's on where they're from what they're what they're viewing and stuff and the number there's a number that shows uh how many people are on at one time 
and that's the number I keep looking at. And it's it usually hovers between like 20, 30, 40 in that general area lately, which is really good uh, for to people at one time. Right now, it's been climbing for the last like 15, 20 minutes um, as I was getting ready for this. And right now it's at 143 <laughs> and it just keeps going. The number just keeps going up. So what that's telling me is that people are sharing not only from Facebook, but they're sharing from the website and they're staying on the the page a long time. They're scrolling through, you know, all the stuff that's on there. And that's right. That is really cool. <laughs> it's just really cool to see this number just keeps going up and up and up. Unless there's some mistake here with Google Analytics, which there might be, because that happens sometimes too. Because some of these numbers aren't adding up a little bit here. But anyway, it's still fun to watch. It's and actually a negative 143. <laughs> right. <laughs> Find that out later on this week, probably. It just keeps climbing. And, and normally, it go, you, you see people come on, you see people go off. But it's not, like, it's just showing me people, people clicking on. So maybe the right now number is, is really off. It might be. Let me refresh it. See what happens. It's kind of cool though to to because I think that this this kind of number to to retain this consistently is possible. Not only is this number possible, but a, a much bigger number is possible with all the stuff that we're doing with the website. Um, and uh, it's it's really gratifying, man. All this work that I'm putting in to see it actually kind of kind of really picking up. Yeah, now it's exciting. It's the, it's the journey, man. You know, it's it if you stick with it. Like anything, like we always talk about, you know, if you're committed to it and you visualize it and you really feel it and you want it, it happens. Yeah. It's exciting to not, you know, to, to make sure we, we acknowledge it as, as it's happening and, you know, take pride in the little milestones and be aware of, you know, our surroundings, so to speak, as we go and not just stay focused on where we're trying to get to. And then you miss everything along the way. Yeah, man. You know? Be in the now, man. Enjoy the now. I, I have to remind myself every day, but I do it every day. Chonk is here. He said, hey, guys, and he said it's in the teens where he is in Michigan, and it's uh, and he's getting 10 to 12 inches of snow. <laughs> Big show off. Show off, yeah. Big show off, Chonk. Yeah, that's funny. You think you are out there. Big deal. Yeah. Foot of snow. Um, so I'm, I'm getting really excited. Should I have a foot of snow? Oh, dude, listen, before I forget, so we're talking about snow before. Yes. One, I got to digress real quick because you know how Wisdom Hour is when we do it offline. Sure. It's, it's all over the place, you know? Sure. So I, years ago, and I may have told this story, but we had a jam at my house, and I had uh, my friend Craig and my, my buddy Jay, keyboard player, guitar, uh, guitar player Craig, and uh, Jay Russo on keyboards. We do the jam. We have some drinks. I have, like, a bobsled track that uh, me and Chase had made. A bobsled track? Oh, you you actually dug out a track? Yeah, like with sleds. The snow was so deep. Like, it reminded me when Chonk said a foot of snow. We got like 18 inches of snow. Right. So we dug like a 12-inch deep trough in it Right. by crunching it down with the sleds. And we spent a lot of time, but we made a track that went down my backyard, maneuvered in between some trees, which was very easy to do because, like you said, it was literally like a bobsled track, you know, and it was frozen over, and it went down this steep incline and then went down this narrow path into the woods and then as you went down that narrow path into the woods at the bottom of that steep hill it hooked a really sharp right hand turn and you had to you know we carved it out but you had to lay into it you know what i mean it was like it took skill to stay on the sled 
knowing about it in the daytime. And then it continued further on down the hill, and then it went down, and then at the very end it went like almost to, into a stream. So it was quite a run, and then it was a a pain in the ass walk back up again. You know what I mean? It was sure. it was a far walk. Sure. But nonetheless, so we we're, so we had the sleds outside, and they've had a couple of drinks, and I said, they, oh, you had the lights on in the back, and they see it. I said, yeah, it's like our bobsled track. And they're like, where does it go? I said, oh, it goes straight down the hill, and then into the woods right there, and then it goes into this little like open field, and there's and turn and you have to turn to the right. Otherwise, you're going to be in the in like a in the bushes. So they're like, I want this. so Derek's guy says, "I'm going to try it. I'm going to go do it." He gets on and he goes down. Craig gets on. He goes down full speed. We push him to get him started. You know what I mean? So he's flying down the hill. He gets to the bottom of the hill and then he gets into the woods and then there's no possible way that he can make the turn because a he's going too fast and doesn't know the track and is not expecting it. Yeah. So he he ricochets off into like the woods. It doesn't get hurt, but you can you know the sound effects as you can imagine as he's going down. He's all kind of yelling, screaming. Comes back up. He's all banged up. Uh, and Jay's saying, oh, you rigged this. You knew he was I said, no, dude. I said, he just doesn't know how to ride a sled. I said, you can do it. You got to go down and just make a right and turn at the bottom. Same thing. We push him off. We get him flying down. I think he even took a drink with him to be like show up. Like had a drink in his hand. He goes into the woods, flies off the shit, the thing into the track, into the woods somewhere. I just remember them coming up and being very aggravated. They're both covered in snow. Uh, you know, had a thrill ride for a good nine seconds, you know, before they got tossed. Nice. That's what's make. That's what makes it fun, though, when you when you wipe out, <laughs> and and in the dark too, not knowing where you're going. Right. That's funny. That's like, did you ever go to? We're totally off topic here, but did you ever go to um, Vernon Valley when you were younger? The the uh, Alpine Slide. Oh yeah, we talked about this. Dude, there's a death hill. That was death. Ride. Yeah, it was this. Like for people who don't know, it was it was this thing. It was like the '80s, and it was a downhill track, where made of concrete. And you rode like this little. It was, yeah, like, it was a concrete sidewalk, basically. Yeah, with with rounded edges on it to keep you right. in the middle. And you went down the steep hill and all these curves and S turns and loop. But you were riding on on this almost like this plastic thing cart where you there was no protection. You had you had a one lever that you could pull back to to kind of break. Right, and, right. you just you and climbed pull, on it, put your feet on it, and you just went down the hill, and you had a lever to break yourself. To break, and, you pulled back. I, I want to give the picture here. It's like a T, and it's just you, you pulled it back to um, to break or pushed it forward to go faster. I, I mean, and you could go fast down that. Like, you're going downhill already, and then you could just push this thing. And that was it. You didn't have any, like, you weren't wearing a helmet or like I don't remember. There was no seatbelt, and, no seat and it was all concrete everywhere it was around concrete. you on the way down. It wasn't like through a grassy knoll. It was like a parking lot with this trough through it. Yeah. So it, we, so guys were going down. You just and the beginning of the ride, like you didn't sign a waiver or nothing, but there was this mm. big sign that showed like all people with road rash and stuff, and said like injury is very high on this ride. Do not go on if you're intoxicated. You ride at your own risk. You know what I mean? I mean today, dude, forget about it. That yeah, you know, that's that really would why they never fly, the man. That it was it was so it was so incredibly dangerous, and I definitely got hurt on that thing. I remember my brother getting hurt on that thing too. Um, nothing more than scrapes and bruises, but I mean, you could you could crack your skull on that thing. Easily, oh, yeah. you could get very, very. Because the very turns were like, I mean, it was bumpy. You know, it wasn't like a nice, smooth. You know, it was. But you know, it was different times. People weren't so sue happy. You know what I mean? It was like no one was thinking about like I'm going to sue this place and try to get money. Everyone was like, "Fuck, I got to go home and get bandaged up so I can come back and try it again." 
Well, yeah, I mean, never mind that, too. It's just not that fun when you're going to get hurt on... on You're pretty much guaranteed to get hurt on this, so, you know... <laughs> yeah, let's go ride it every day. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't go get on a Ferris wheel, and they're like, uh, you might plunge to your death. Like, uh, all right, well, it's worth it. <laughs> Dude, the craziness of that is we went to Action Park, and we drove, you know, on the... Uh... Uh, Alpine slide and go karts. Me and my, me and motorcycle Bob went and did a whole day there. We had this great time, and we're getting ready to leave, and we're parked on the other side of the fence, sitting on the tailgate of his truck, like getting changed, you know, like putting our shoes on because it was a water park. And uh, there's a kid hitchhiking on the road on the other side of the fence, and as he's walking up, he's like, "Oh, dude," he's like, "Are you guys leaving and going this way?" And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Can I get a ride with you guys?" And I'm like. So my motorcycle Bob was driving. He's like, yeah, sure, man. He's like, we're just going you know, to wait a couple minutes. And as we're talking with him, he's still, you know, he's still standing there with his thumb out because he's just talking as he's walking. And uh, this girl full, this BMW full of girls pulls over and says, oh, you want to ride? And he's like, oh, dude, sorry, man. I got a better offer. I got to go. And he hops in with them. And it's it's uh, hard top, you know, and, and he gets in it with, and there's, there's, there's like three girls in him or four girls in him. And, they take off up the street. We finish getting our stuff on. We get in the car. We get in this truck. We pull out on the road. Now, granted, we're only like maybe, you know, 20 seconds behind him. Like, we were putting the tailgate up, getting ready to go, you know, when we're talking to the guy. So by the time we got in the car, it's how long he was gone. Long story short, we leave. We go up the street. We come around the turn, and there's one car in front of us that's slow, like pulled off to the right-hand side, and on the left-hand side is that same BMW off the road in the woods on its roof with the wheels still spinning. Oof. So we pulled over and got out, and the, the dude had crawled out already and helped one of the girls out, and he had, like, a broken arm, and the girl in the driver's seat was screaming, like, yelling, like she was really hurt, and then there was, like, right behind us was the... Uh, you know, like I guess an off-duty like EMT guy or something, but he had a radio with him, and he came running down. And he's like, I already called the police. They're on their way. He's like, you see what happened? And we're like, no, we just pulled up. And he was like, all right, you got to move your car because we got to get the ambulance in here and get, you know, paramedics going. And we got back in the truck and split, and we were like, holy shit, man, that was crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. really pretty morbid. So no one died, but we were talking to the guy through the fence, you know what I'm saying? And within not even a half a minute later, he was crawling out of a car that was upside down up the road. Right. You know, the broken arm. Marky. All right. Well, so back to the wisdom hour. So we just rewound. Right. Um, so, th yeah, I've, this number is not accurate because it's just, it's not, it just keeps increasing and it's increasing every time somebody comes in. So this is not the right now number. But Maybe it's I just a counter. It got me excited. No, I mean, it's just a glitch in, in analytics. That's all. Um, it happens all the time on the internet. Analytics. Especially during retrograde. Um, anyway. Especially when it's cold out, too, and you get in the foot of snow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got. I don't have a whole lot going on musically. I mean, I did play last week. Um, yeah, that was the big week of subbing coming up, right? Yeah, well, last week I did uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So I did three nights. And then this coming week I'm doing Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I have four coming starting tomorrow um uh and uh this there's, there's some things in the works man i can't really talk about it yet but by next week i can where i might be working more steadily again uh, very cool yeah but it's uh it's always a crapshoot man this i played with um 
uh, different people. You know, it's it's kind of always that way here in New Orleans. You play one night and then you play the next night at the same club, and there's different people in the in that band, and it's it's bizarre, man. It, you you really have to be on your toes here all the time, man, because you don't know what you're gonna walk into. Like Saturday night, I walked into the 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 keyboard player, the guitar player, and the one female singer were Tracy were were the same, but there was a different male singer and a different drummer. And I, the the male singer I worked with before, the drummer I'd never worked with before, but I, I knew of him. Like I've met him in passing a couple times, um, but uh, I never played with him before. So it's always a it's always an interesting experience. <laughs> it's challenging sometimes, and it's uh, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, or you get a different recipe. Like you know, if there's five ingredients, you get two that you know and two that you don't. Plus yourself, or there's three that are always together and two that aren't, or one's different. You know, and it's just like a recipe. When you put any combination of that together, it's going to be different. Yep. You know, it's going to sound different. It's going to feel different. It's going to have different energy. Yeah. You know, that's why, like we always talk about, you know, when you find the right people to play with, you know, you want to try to stick with them. Yeah, and it was. um it was a good night. Saturday night was a really good night. We had a good crowd all night. We did six sets. Um, you know, the crowd was engaged the whole time. We did really good with tips. Um, but you, you, the, it's like how how much do you want to take into account as far as this is the question I'm asking myself or, or other musicians in that sort of capacity could ask. Like how, how serious do you want to be about what you're doing or, or – how much do you want to let slide in order to satisfy the big picture kind of thing? Um, and I'm always kind of battling with that because there's things like what's really important. What What is really important in that venue, in that type of job? What is really important is first and foremost is getting the job done. Can you all get the job done? You know, the job that is required, which is to be up on stage playing hit songs that people are going to hang out with and dance and drink and, and have fun. That is primary. But then... All the, At a professional level. Yes. But then there's all, there's secondary and there's third dairy and four dairy things that are... <laughs> that are that I consider as, as I'm in that. And I, I'm trying to be sort of delicate with this and not be... Not trying to be too much of an yeah, asshole. Yeah, you're, you're doing well. Keep going. I, I'm trying not to be too much of an asshole because I can be an asshole about stuff like this easily. I could just say, just say point blank, bluntly. Here's what I think, and this is should should be different because it will improve the big picture. But will it? It maybe. Um, to me, it will. But as far Remember, as it's a way to say things too, right? Uh, yeah. As far as getting more sets and and making more money will it make a difference nominal but to me it'll make a big difference as far as professional and what i'm getting at here is the drummer that was there that night is very talented he's got killer chops he plays a lot um great foot man great groove great tempo he was he was solid steady but man that that dude overplayed everything like he was just sticking fills in everywhere that didn't quite make sense for the song and 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 what I was thinking during this this whole time, like I know this guy, like I know of him, I know he's got a really good reputation, I know who he's played with, 
and I've seen him play with other people. Um, and and I know he had a gig that was that lasted a long time, years. Um, and you get into a certain habit with certain songs based on the situation you're in, based on the, the band you're you're playing with. So you do these little different things in a, like with a song kind of to keep it interesting but it's also you're putting your own personality into it and then you're kind of meshing with the other people in the band and what they're doing and you're feeding off of them and they're feeding off of you and it builds into something where you start to do it on a regular basis so you're playing the song over and over again three nights a week four nights a week five nights a week whatever and you 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 create these little things that you're doing in the song and and it works because everybody else in the band is on board with it or they're playing along with it whatever but then if you step and step into a new situation to me you can't bring that same those same things into this new situation you're in you have to go back to the fundamentals back to the beginning what is how is the song really played you know what are the the key components of this song as far as my instrument is concerned what is important and then build build off of it again don't bring that sloppy whatever stuff that it, it, i say sloppy because it's sloppy in the new situation in in your old situation it probably worked great but you can't you can't expect to just bring that over to the new band because the new band is not going to know like we were just saying before change one component and it's completely different. If you're changing all the components, if you're just stepping into a situation with a band that you've never played with before, and that's there's five other people on stage, you got to bring it back down to the fundamentals. Is this is my opinion on this? I, and I think that's I think it's right because I think the, you have to respect for for one, you got to respect the song, and you got to respect the other people you're on stage with, and understand that they're not going to know all these little tricky things that you used to do in your other band. They're not going to be following along, and I it was it was a challenge for me. I was it was a guessing game for me all night to 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 find his kick patterns, to know where his fills were going to be, to know where he was going to come down, you know. And and it's frustrating to me that that people in, in a professional capacity don't understand that fundamental to just like go into a new situation and make it simple, you know, keep it simple to start, build again. You know what I'm saying? And I just went a whole rant on that. Well, <clears throat> I think if you put in one ingredient and, and be it a drummer, which is a main ingredient, right, given any situation, that if the drummer brings with with him, like you said, its own, you know, its own personality, um, level of sense of energy, you, you know, I remember like. There's certain songs that you can spruce up a little bit. You can put some stuff in. You can get away with some liberties. Of course, like you said, if you're playing with a band all the time, they're used to you doing it, right? So then they're, they're, it's all going to mesh, right? Because it's, you've done the song hundreds of times, right? And then it's evolved into a certain thing that everybody has little isms that they do. You know what I mean? And the certain things that they do together. Yeah. So I don't think you can bring that like everywhere you go. It also depends on how tastefully... You know, again, you know, some people are just very busy players. Some people just have a certain way of playing about them, and they may just play the songs that way because that's the way that, that they want to play it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you play a song for a certain way for so long, like Billie Jean, for example, right, is really straight ahead. It's got a few little licks here and there that are, are trademark licks to, to, to the song. You know, there's not really a lot of fills or stuff that you're going to put in there. You c could certainly do that. But again, like I said, you want to keep, you know, um, 
you want to keep the integrity of the song intact. But then there may be other times when you, you may see a band do a live version of something like Guns N' Roses might do, uh, you know, Sweet Child of Mind, or or Slash might do it with Miles Kennedy, or it'll be a little bit different. You know what I mean? The drummer will play it a little bit different. It may be some cooler stuff. Sure. I remember watching. Do you, do you remember that show on TV? I think it was called a rock band. It was like they had a they had a band on stage, and and then they had like NXS was the first guys that did it. They were looking for a new singer. Yeah, it was uh, a rock star or some rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'm talking about, though, yeah, right? Yeah. And I remember that drummer. They were one of the, um, one of the acts was was singing "Somebody Told Me" by the Killers, right? And, and I remember in the middle of the part, uh, is it where it goes dat and dat and dat and dat and bum bum? Somebody told me, right? The drummer he put a double kick pattern in, like and I remember that stood out, and I only caught that like it was on in the background or something, but I was listening along with it. And I was like, wow, that was killer, and then, uh. You know, I, I started doing that in that part. Oh, that's cool. I stole right. that. I stole that part. You know. Yeah. That's... And at first, yeah, it's like okay, you know, it's, it's it's a little much, but then over time, it's not. But if I played that song with you, I would do. I would still do that, whether you know, it was with whatever band. But I played you know, it that's, that's one it. little part that you know that works. You know that that you know that yeah, works. Yeah, I'm would... playing Vinnie Caliuta licks over the entire song and, and blowing it up. Not not that not that the gentleman you're speaking of was doing that, but there's no, there's that yeah, and stuff, I, you know I I, I, yeah, I I agree with you to a certain extent that yes, you shouldn't bring all your tricks with you that you yeah. do with a band that knows them all. Yeah, I mean I don't want to throw this guy under the bus. I think he's a great drummer, and I think no, but hang on, let me finish. Wait, so that one ingredient that you put in there then changes your guy's whole recipe because his flavor is now part of the of the meal. Right. So you got to make it work. Yeah, you got to make it. You got to figure it out, man, and make it work because the guy the, that flavor's not going away. You know, you to put too much. Oh, sure. Something it's there. Sure, I, and I did, and and there were a lot of times. You know, like I say, it's a guessing game, but I'll, I and I don't know. This is the magic of playing music and being a musician. But a lot of times, I intuitively, at least my fingers know intu- intuitively what is going to happen, and I don't know how that happens because it's not something I have to think about. It just does, and I can just I, I can feel it. You know, I feel where he's going, and a lot of times that night, that was the case where I just I I kind of got it. You know, I understood what what he was going to do and stuff. But there were also times where it was just like it's too much. You know, stop like. You gotta, you gotta respect space. Like the dude wasn't really respecting space, you know, in, in everything he was doing. He was. It sounded like he had forty-five drums and he had a, a one-up tom and, and a and a floor, and that was, you know, like, like sometimes it's you, less is more, and, and he he just wasn't playing like less is more ever that night. And yeah, I get it. Like I have to adapt. It's and I did. You know, I didn't bitch about it, and I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it during the night. Um, I was having fun. There were a lot of people there. It was a good time. We were playing good songs. We were all having a good time. But it's something I noticed. You know, it's something, like I said, like the primary is can we get the job done? We got the job done. That's what's most important to me. Um, but then secondary and, and these other things are, are things that I think about that I think do contribute to the success of the big picture. Um, um, and, and as a bass player, you know, it's just I want to be locked in with a drummer. I always want to be locked in with the drummer. I want to know where the drummer's going, what he's doing. And that's the first time I played with this guy. I'm sure I'll play with him again, and maybe I'll, you know, figure out his his thing more. And because you know, a lot of people try to change other people, and that's not going to happen. You have to just 
<laughs> right. Well, something. your earlier comment about like, do you fret over the small things of, of what you want it to be, or do you look at the big picture? I mean, that's a perfect example of like all the things that we talk about, right? About having fun when we play and being inspired and being positive and you know enjoying the moment. Like you said, enjoying the ingredients. Like you know, my opinion to that would be like if 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 the shoe was on the other foot and I was playing a certain way tunes that I knew I always played and the bass player was playing all of this you know crazier stuff i would think i would start instead of being like dude you're way over playing can you please stop doing that because right away that's not going to be good you know vibe wise yeah the gig is over at that point you know so just be like cool and and try to you know let's go like okay well let's let's see you know how we have some fun with it yeah which is what i did i'm you know i'm just talking about it here sure i know know, i'm saying rant wise though it's like you know Listen, you and I had the conversation early on in, in uh, you know, when it was outskirts, you know, about about busyness and overplaying, you know, because you and I had a lot of the cool stuff worked out, and then it started getting a little out of hand at times, you know. Okay, I don't remember that, but I, I yeah, I remember, I, I remember that clearly, and I can remember as a kid too, having brutally honest friends that used to come to my house and we jam out and play, and I used to this one friend Ray, he's still one of my best friends, and he would always say. Dude, you're just too busy. You're playing too many notes. Like you need to stop. We were playing like progressive metal. You know what I mean? So it was, it was different era and it was a different style. But he yeah. would always say like, "It's too busy. It's too busy." Yeah. So you take that into account, you know? Yeah. Because he's a listener and uh, an appreciator of music and great, you know, players and drummers and, and drumming. You know, he's a great music enthusiast. So that that opinion. Is is respected, you know, when someone tells you that you gotta t- you gotta take when people say things to you, for what they're worth at face value, you know what I mean? Right. And then you know think of 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 what that person's merit is and in what context they're saying it, and then does it have any real value to it? Right. It comes down to this this one question from the musician perspective to me is: Are you serving the song or are you serving yourself? Correct. You know, and you can serve yourself and the song at the same time. You know, just make sure that what's primary is that you're serving the song. You know, you're not masturbating on your instrument. And that's what it kind of felt like a little bit at times, you know. Uh, but, but again, it's the first time I play with a guy I'm in. And, and, you know, I'll see you next time if it's if it's that. And uh, it, there's there's been people that are way worse than this guy so uh, that I've played with uh, as far as overplaying and masturbating on their instrument. Um, you know, because ultimately it's all about the song. Indeed, it is. It's also about the experience, though. Like you said, you know, if you, get, if you got something that's crazy or out of context, you, you know, see where it goes. Right. And like you said, it either it worked and you enjoyed it, or it wasn't so great, and you, you know, you guys moving on, right? It's not you're not in a permanent situation with these people. Well, not with him. Not with and not, not with, him, and with uh, but, but yeah, but I mean, this week I'm playing with. You know, at least Tracy and Seth and uh, and uh, Chris, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll report back next week. Who knows what adventure I'm in store for for the next four, four or five days? Go five out there, days. go get him, Steve. Come back, report back next week. <laughs> it's always an adventure, though. Um, but it's good. I like Dude, to... every geek's an adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even when you're in a band place together all the time, and everyone knows, you know, what everyone's going to do, there's always such unique things that happen at gigs or venues, or just you know, things that happen on stage or things that happen in in the songs. You know, it, it's 
not so much as like mistakes or train wreck because those days are like long over, you know, like everyone's pretty much beyond that. Like everyone knows the songs, you know, so no one's going into like the wrong parts or anything. Or you know, well. sometimes you know <laughs> wrong words may get sung or spoken. But, sometimes people know. go. Sometimes people omit part. I, I mean, it's very rare that yeah. it happens, but I've had that happen a couple times. It, more than a couple times where you know somebody just ends the song like way before it was supposed to end or goes to the last verse or the last chorus way before it was yeah, supposed kinda to Yeah, kind of born to run at Chambos. Oh, I don't remember that either. Is that what happened? Oh, uh, we or maybe Th- Thunder Road. I think it was Thunder Road. Whatever song it was, you, you were like, "Oh, dude, I hate this song." And I didn't even learn <laughs> it. Like I don't why. Like, you were like so down right like I really didn't even listen to it, dude. Like, I kind of know it, but, like, I don't really care about it. And I'm like, dude, you got to go in your car right now and fucking learn it, like, on the break, because we're going to do it, and you can't be, like, a hack. And then you're like, all right. And you went in your car, and then you came back, and you're like, I still hate it, but I know it. And we started playing it, and something happened, and it was like when we went into the first, it was like we did the intro, we did the verse, it went into the chorus, and then it went into the end. <laughs> it was like, and, and you were like so happy. You were so excited. Like the whole middle part got left out. Like there was a whole giant omission of like a good two minutes of the song. And was that my fault, or was it just a... It, mystery to this date, but it was not, it definitely wasn't my fault because I don't play a tonal instrument that can direct that type of thing. But it was it was the end. The song was prematurely ended, and I remember you being so excited and happy and being like, "Yes!" Like as we were playing it, you were you were just, you were mouthing to me like, "Yes, yes." Oh man, I don't remember how you remember things like that because I don't remember that at all. But I believe it. Oh God, I remember things so clearly. I mean. I can remember at Chambo's party too, being in the parking lot across the street, going out, like packing, uh, getting there and unloading everything, and then having the PA set up and having music playing through the PA. And I remember going out to my car and parking across the street, and then walking back, you know, before we went on, and being like, "Wow, that is really loud. I can't even imagine how loud it's going to be once the band starts playing." Yeah. But then once you got into his backyard, it was like the sound was reflected off his house into like the back of the woods there. But it still was. You know, as you walk up to his house out the driveway, very, very loud. But yeah, I remember a lot, a ton of things about a lot of gigs that people don't usually remember. I know, they I just did, stick man. in my mind. Yeah, there's there's certain little things that stick in my mind too. But I've played so many, you know, so many here, and I wish I had a record of all of them. But you know, it's just that's why I'm glad we're doing this though, because at least this is kind of a record of. Some stuff. Oh, dude, laugh! I remember playing. We played "I the Storm" original band. We played down the shore at this place called Gotham City, and the band that opened up for us was like these thirteen-year-old kids, and there was like fifty people there to see him, and it was probably like thirty of them were girls, and they were all like jumping around the stage and stuff like that. And I remember the kid coming out, and dude, the kid like massive, <laughs> like sixth grade dude, already came out, and he was like, "This next song." called anal intruder and dude the 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 50 people that were there started going fucking nuts and the girls were all fucking screaming and then they started playing and they were like this heavy loud fast like not that good band but they had a ton of people there ton (laughs) and then they get done and we come off you know they come on stage and we go up and we sound check and because everything was set up already they were set up in front of us you know and they weren't mic'd but we were mic'd up to the pa and then we went on, and I remember the sound check and everything. I'm like, man, this just sounds so killer, right? And I had a double bass kit, 
and uh, you know the big cage, and count the song because we played two click tracks. So the first song was like one, two, three, four, and I remember doing the first hit and going, and the bass drum pedal going right through the head of the drum. Nice. <laughs> first, first song, first beat of the first song. Yeah. And then doing the other two hits, bam, 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 with the left foot, and then playing left, you know hitting the clutch on the hi-hat so it was just closed and then playing just the left foot uh, single kick. Wow. And then having to be like, dude, we got to, go, you know, I have to change the head. Like, I got it. We, we got to, I need a minute. Because it was only one set, you know. I'm going to play for 40 minutes with no double bass. It was an impossibility with, with, with the music we were doing. Right. Yeah, I, that's that's funny. It, that, when it's the first hit, I, I played with... Uh... There, that, that's one th- that you reminded me there this one gig it was early on when I was in New Orleans playing at the old opera house and uh, the drummer went to, to start the solo and he clicked the sticks one two three four and hit the snare and the stick broke <laughs> <laughs> crack right away yeah one two three four hit the snare sticks break or one stick broke I guess but that's the only time I ever broke a, a bass drum head like that I never split one ever ever again good for you I've never broken a string. Then you're not playing hard enough. I think. Oh, dude! Speaking of that, there was the they Cole gave me uh, the this twenty top bass intros of all time. Mm-hmm. Rick Beato, you ever see that on YouTube? No. So it was there was some pretty cool bass intros. There was uh, Sabotage, Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good song. Schism by Tool. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Dazed and Confused by Zeppelin. There was uh, Jerry was race car driver. Um, bunch of bunch of them, dude. You know, 16, 15 more than what I just told you because it was top 20. Sweet Emotion should be in there. Yep, it was. Yep, that was in there. It's one of the best. Uh, what, what other ones come to mind? I'll tell you if they, if they were there. Uh, well, you said Schism by Tool. I would think um, Sober by Tool. Yeah. Yes? Is it in there? No, no, that was not. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh. Uh, there's got to be some maiden in there. Uh, is there any maiden in there? Tell me that. Yeah, I just don't remember which one. Okay. See, I would think for Iron Maiden it would be uh, Wrathchild. As a matter of fact, you are correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was okay. there. Okay, what else? Bass intros. Hmm. There's just just not a lot. Oh, uh, are you gonna be my girl? No, not in there. Okay. No. Nope. I think of songs that start with bass. Yeah, you not... check that. There's, there's a lot. When then when you then when he does them all, you're like, oh yeah, oh that one too. Oh shoot, yeah that one too. There's like a lot, and this is honorable mention before he announces number one. You know, of all time, he has like ten honorable mentions. But the video is cool because he's not like you ever. You ever see that dude? You ever watch his YouTube channel? I don't know who you're talking about. No, what's this? So it's Rick Beato, and he has a thing called "What Makes the Song Great," and then he has other offshoots of that. Um, you know, he's like a studio guy. He's in the studio, but somehow he has isolated tracks of the tune. So he'd be like, "What makes this song great?" You know. Uh, blah 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 by this band and then he can isolate the tracks but he plays every instrument so he's like listen to the chord progression of how the song is structured like he, the guy knows what he's talking about you know what I mean he's not just some dude who's like dude check this out it's cool like he's he's the real deal okay yeah I pulled him up so, right now 
Yes, so in these videos, he has guys playing the actual instruments. He's playing guitar in one of them. He's got a dude playing drums, you know, and, and they're all good players, you know, like the guy doing the bass intros is playing all those things on all the appropriate basses. Right. He's got a ton of videos here. He's, he's got over a million subscribers, too, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, big, uh, he's cool. When you have some free time, check him out. You, you would dig it, dude. There's a ton of stuff. You'd be like, oh, my God, they, they did this song and that song. The way he breaks it down, like Alice in Chains, he's like, Here's how the vocal harmonies will all work, as opposed to how the chords are all progressing, uh, progressing, and the progressions of the chords versus the the, the vocal layering. It's it's pretty cool. I wonder if he has one about the key, uh, "Sweet Home Alabama." Did we talk about that last week? Yes, we did. Okay, because it's still going. That the whole conversation is still still going. It's crazy. Uh, let's see. You uh, should so write it in his comments. I'm he will tell you what it is. No, I know what it is. All right, here he is. Top 20 bass intros of all time. So there's no list. I have to actually sit and watch this video, huh? Yeah, but they're all, they're all quick, dude. If you, if you just... 12 get, minutes. This is 12 and a half minutes. That's a nice Yeah, but if you just pop through it, 12 quick clicks, you can do it in like under a minute. You can go, name all the songs. Okay. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's see if I can do it quick. Oh, there's an ad. Wait. It's the Happy Turn that. Down when the ad is on. Let's see if I can go through this quickly for our listeners who are curious as me. Right. It's the top 20 rock bass intros of all time. Now we've done videos on the. Right, let's get ahead. Yeah, you gotta jump ahead. I'm jumping. I'm sure it'll come up. Wait, he's got a whole ampeg rig. All right, number 20. Check it out. Let's start with on you. Okay. That's a good one. 19. Long on the record, and it features a special guest. Here it is. Everyone <laughs> with the devil. They consider that, I mean, I guess. It's so <laughs> iconic as a bass intro, but it's it, it, e, e quarter notes. It, dun, is, it dun, is pretty iconic, though. When you hear it, you know exactly what song it is. All right, number 18. Let's hear it. New York City Trio. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. Sabotage. Yeah. All right, number 17. Probably the biggest record of the 1990s. In fact, it created a new movement of music. This particular bass player, in my opinion, does not get nearly enough credit for how good of a bass player he is. This song is called Lounge Act. I don't really know this song. Intro number 16 was released 16. in 1991, and this bass player has one of the most unique sounds that you'll ever hear. Oh, of course, a Primus. Oh, yeah. Trey was a race car driver. Coming in at number 15 is an intro from a band whose lead singer once said, calling our music Southern Rock is like saying Rock Rock. Here it is. We're big post. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. the Allman Brothers Band, Whipping Post. That's a good one. Uh, and that's one I should have thought of because I've played that on Bourbon Street. There it is, dude. Here it is. Uh, let this guy speak. Wait. Let's 
see. I was trying to skip ahead and now. Here we go. Check it out. Child. Child by Iron Maiden. See, I guessed that, that one. That was the first Maiden, one of the first Maiden tunes I ever played. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. With a band, you know, with, with live. This is a good one too. Number Opposite th- of what the title number thirteen. Is. Weak and Powerless by a Perfect Circle. Yeah, that's a cool bass intro. That's like very musical, that one. Yeah, that was very cool. All right, number 12 is Higher Ground. Higher Ground by Chili Peppers, which is, of course, a Stevie Ray, or Stevie, Stevie Ray, Stevie Wonder song. That's a, that's a good one, though, to put in there. All right. All right, I'm trying to skip ahead. This is good. I like this list. Yeah, so far, so what good. What happened? All right, here we go. Number 11. I have two words for you. Lemmy. This is, this. this is a cool video. Like... This is a cool video because these guys are all playing... Yes, in, in like a studio, and they're they're playing. They're actually playing yeah. the song, and and the bass player is using a bass that is appropriate for that song. Like he's got a Rickenbacker. Right, that's what I say. He uses, you know, the guy's the real deal. Yeah, this is cool. I want to keep going. Number ten. It was written by the bass player. Check it out. Ah, should have thought of that too. Because I, I guess because it's drums, it's not just a completely bass intro. Song number nine was from Cameron Crowe's 1991 movie Singles about the Seattle grunge scene. As a matter of fact, this band is actually in the movie. Ah, oh, yes. Wood by Allison Chains. Uh-huh. Again, one that I should have thought of because I play it. Should, could, would. <laughs> you... Number right, no, number eight. Six release, peace sells, but who's buying? Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Peace sells, but no, you're It's a good one. Nobody plays that in a cover band, though. No, definitely not. Yeah. Number seven. Albums of all time. I was gonna say money, dude. I I when you, I was gonna say money, but then I thought like Shh. that. There's. You said it, baby. Then there's drums, but there isn't drums. There's, there's just bass. There isn't drums. Song. Bass, man. Just bass. Shame on me. Number six. Last song on side A of this band's first LP. You know, back in the old days, there used to be a side A and a side B. I remember. Check it out. Yeah, dazed. Had you not said dazed and confused, I would have said it too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Top number five. Order. But this is my particular order. If you guys have your own order, put them in the I comments like your order, section. pal. I know that We're many good. of you will say, I wouldn't even put that song in the list at all. But this particular song is actually from a band whose singer is in another band that has a song on this top 20 list. Can you guess who it is? No. No. Schism. You already said this. Schism by Tool. 
Yeah, I learned that at one point. I could probably still go play that. Uh, number four. 1991 off this band's first album. And it's also Program? played on a 12-string bass. Uh, Check it out. Yeah. He said it's played on a 12-string bass, but he, this dude is not playing a 12-string bass. No, not. But he's got an effect on there that's making it sound like he is. That's a, that's a good one, too, man. Number three. Nothing I can do about it, because they were the greatest band of all time, and you all know this bass part. Yes. From Together by the Beatles. He's using a Rickenbacker for this. Uh, I don't think that's right. I don't think a Rickenbacker was played on this song. <clears throat> All right. Ooh. Number two. The first one, in fact, probably should have been on the list, but I didn't put them on because oh, they are think. blockers. Huh? Here's my list of honorable mentions for the best rock oh, did I skip it? of all time. You skipped two. How did I skip it? Oh, there it is. There's two. It's from the band's 1975 release entitled Toys in the Attic. Yeah, Sweet Emotion. See, I said that one. I got number two right. Yes, you did. Yeah, okay. And then does he go honorable mentions before number one? Yes, and then drum roll please number one. All right, so I'm going to skip all the way to number one here. Wait, I don't know where number one is. Dude, I... Did, uh, <laughs> I saw what it is. I'm going to play it, though. Number one. ...of all time. This is from a bass player that is no longer with us, but his legacy lives on. Here is my pick for the number one rock bass intro of all time. <laughs> Home the bell tolls, Metallica. Yep. It's so funny that that's number one because I was talking about it, what, last week, right? Yep. That I that I played that with the Rockbox. Yep. And it was a big, big moment. How about that? Pretty cool. Yeah. See, yeah. that man Rick Beato brought us full circle right back from last week. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. These These videos are very well done. They look good. The, the, yeah, the, they're not hack at all. Yeah, they're they're quality. You'll, you'll be really amused when he starts dissecting the songs because he's able to separate the tracks. You know what I mean? Right. Like he must have a master tape of it or something because he's able to digitally, you know, isolate everything with, and he knows exactly what who produced it and what the equipment they used. And... Right. Let me see. Cool. Just out of curiosity, since this whole Sweet Home Alabama conversation has been going on if he has any videos on it Alabama no he does not which is surprising so maybe I should contact him and tell him that he needs yeah. to do a video about that thing 
because I saw like somebody else. Uh, people are just jumping on that bandwagon, man. It's it's funny to watch. Um, but uh, somebody made a video about it that I watched today, and it was it was pretty good. It was kind of funny, but it was kind of a you could tell that the person who made it isn't used to making videos like that. So uh, right, it was a little silly, but this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's very cool. He's got a lot of them too. Yeah, on a lot of different things. Oh yeah, he's got a ton. I mean, I could sit here for an entire day and not watch all of them. Yeah, which I'm sure some people do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, Burn? Yeah, he's got 1.18 million subscribers. Well, I am going to subscribe. And I did. One one nine, baby. Yeah, I don't really do much of anything on YouTube, and I need to change that. It's tough, man. It's it's not the uh, it's not the priority right now. It's dude, it's very time consuming because even he'll say like I've watched quite a few of his videos. You know, people have sent them to me. I've shared with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll say in some of these videos, he's like, <laughs> he says something to the effect of like. To put together this video takes a tremendous amount of time. Not that you care, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. So think about how many videos he has. I mean, he's like thousands of hours into it. Yeah. I mean, that's like me with CBC. I'm thousands of hours <laughs> into You know, because that, that can take you like, you know, a couple of hours to shoot it, right? To shoot it all. And then you got to edit it. Yep. You know, and then mix down the sound and everything. Oh yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, the studio, it's probably a lot. It's a lot easier, but still, you know, it's a, it's a probably a full day's work for him to make a video. Yeah. So if he's putting out a video a week. That means that one day a week he's committing to doing it the whole day. That's the way to do it, I suppose, huh? That's the way to guarantee getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, I'll you know? get there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I'm getting done on a daily basis already, anyway. So. You know, things are always improving with the whole cover band central world. Um, but but YouTube is something I need to Absolutely. definitely uh, do some more stuff. I've done a ton of videos. I was th- I was considering. I have the VIP group, but I was considering maybe um, just uh, kind of closing that up or not closing it, but just not letting uh Nobody's nobody's coming in, and I'm putting work into that. And I, there's a ton of videos I've done in there that might that, uh, that I might want to share with the public. So maybe just uh, I don't know. I'll I'll uh, tell you more next week when I decide what I want to do. I might change some things around with it though. Um, yeah, because so the VIP will TBD. Maybe. Okay. We shall see. Um. I'm trying to uh, to do other things. What's imp- most important for me is the user experience, and that people uh, people get uh, a value out of this whole thing. And I want to keep increasing that value as much as I can. And uh, I believe we're we're on our way to doing the same. El ambassador de band de cover. Mm. Yes, Ambassador. I forgot about that. Ambassador de Bandok de Cover. Yes. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, that's about, uh, that's about it for this week, I suppose. Very exciting week of wisdom hour. Yeah, four minutes left. <laughs> covered, covered all kinds of bass intros. Yeah, good stuff, man. The, I mean, it's ridiculous how much information and, the, and yeah, it's and, and, the importance of not overplaying all the time and entertainment here is available for you to consume. It's, uh, I mean, just you know the whole concept and YouTube and the ability to be able to go and you know see this stuff, like we something that we never had. You know what I mean? That's just man, that's killer. Yeah, we never had. Um, but imagine how different it would have been if, had we had that medium. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of playing you know, hundreds of gigs all over the Oshkosh, you know what I'm saying? You could you could be making killer videos. Yeah, I I can't even imagine. I can hardly imagine what actually happened. As <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been <laughs> so long. You know, it's like, how the hell did I get where I am? Like, what are all? The, how did we even? communicate without cell phones and how did we get information without the internet and how did how did we promote gigs without you know all those things like what right what the hell very, happened? you know very industrious just in different avenues it's crazy and what's it going to be like in 20 friggin years 30 years when we're all still alive most likely yeah oh yeah um like think about 30 years ago how different it was yeah, that exactly. That's what I'm saying. You'll have holographs in your living room of whatever band you want, <laughs> private performance, pay per view. Oh man, exciting stuff. Good times. All right, good stuff. Going? Good stuff, man. So, so you're playing this week? Is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday, f- uh, no, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm off Friday. Uh huh. Wow. Friday off, which is nice. Two nights, have a night off. Two nights. I like it like yeah. that. Have a night off and then wisdom. Because two two nights in a row is it's a lot, man. It's it's really it takes a lot out of you to get up there and do that for several hours. Um, so I like having that break, you know. Cause two nights, like I mean, I could do it. I've been doing it for a long time here, but playing three nights in a row, four nights in a row, five nights in a row is just it's taxing on your body, and you're like. Ugh, like it, it, it's hard to have energy to do other things, and I I have other things to do. So, so, but it's cool. It's just this week. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, Enjoy what you're doing. Uh, yes. Uh, CoverbandCentral.com is killing right now. You could sign up for a free profile for you, your band, or both. If you're in the, in, in the music industry, you know, get in there. Your photographer, your sound man, your club owner, your promoter, manager, something. Get in there, sign up, create a profile, and it's going to be the the biggest thing for all of us to kind of communicate. So get in there. There's a lot of articles and stuff that I've written, and other people, and uh, all the rest of the podcasts in there too, and uh, everything. Coverbandcentral.com. Uh, and you can sign up on Facebook too, or like us on Facebook. Join the group, and that's it. Keep playing, man. Keep rocking. 
see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.